Can we really know God? I mean, really know who He is? How much of God can we know? I believe God exists. I believe He's up there. But how do you know Him? In fact, the difference between an atheist and agnostic lies in the knowability of God. An atheist does not believe there is a God, that God exists. And an agnostic believes God exists, but that you cannot know Him. So, how do you know that you can know God? Hello, I'm Dr. Greg Ammons, and welcome to Truth 101. About 25 minutes or so, we have a systematic theology classroom where we learn about the great doctrines of the faith. In our last podcast, we looked at the existence of God. How do you know God is up there? How do you know He's real? And in, during our time together today, we're going to be talking about the knowability of God. Yes, God exists, but how do you know Him? How can you know Him? And how much of God can you really know? So let's talk about it. I, I want to make three statements today. And these three statements will form the basis of our discussion today on the knowability of God. Here's statement number one. In order for us to know God, God must reveal Himself to us. Number one, if we are to know God at all, it is necessary and vital that He reveal Himself to us. Because if you think about who are we that we could ascend into the heights, as David said, and know God? Who are we? Even when discussing the, the revelation of God that comes through nature like we did in our last podcast, the Apostle Paul says, that what can be known about God is plain to people because God has shown it to them. Romans 1.19. That's how we know about God. He has shown Himself to us. So the natural creation reveals God because He has chosen to have Himself revealed. So... That's first of all how we know God is that He chooses to reveal Himself. And He's done so. Now, with regard to personal knowledge of God that comes to salvation, this idea is even more explicit. Because in Jesus Christ, we know God in a different way. There are things we can know about God as an unbeliever. But whenever you know God Himself... Personally, that comes only from a relationship with Jesus, through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And to whomever the Son chooses to reveal Him. That's from Matthew eleven twenty seven. So, this kind of knowledge, personal knowledge of God, does not come through human effort. It does not come through human wisdom. It only comes as Jesus Christ reveals it to us about the Father. Now, 
The necessity for God to reveal Himself to us is, is seen in the fact that a lot of times people misinterpret the revelation about God that's found in nature, for example. God has revealed Himself in nature, but sometimes humanity misinterprets that. And, and as a result, as an example, hundreds of false religions in the world are evidence of the way that people without guidance from the Bible misunderstand and distort the revelation of God that's found in nature. You have, you have uh, religions that, that end up worshiping nature. They're trying to know God and they end up worshiping His creation rather than the Creator. So the Bible alone tells us how to understand the testimony about God that He has revealed to us. So the first statement is, the necessity for God to reveal Himself to us uh, is the only way that we can know God Himself. And we understand Him through the testimony from Scripture about God from nature. Number one, we would never know God at all unless He chooses to reveal Himself to us. Here's the second statement. We can never fully understand God. Number two, we can never fully understand God. Why not? Very simple. God is infinite, and we as humans are finite. God is unlimited, we are limited. And so that is a doctrine known as God being incomprehensible. So that means God is unable to be fully, totally understood by humans. Now, it's not true to say that God's unable to be understood. It's true to say that He cannot be understood fully or exhaustively by us. There are things we can know about God but He can never fully be understood by humans because we are limited. We are finite. He is unlimited. He is infinite. Let me share a couple of psalms with you. Psalm 145. Great is the Lord, greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. So, the psalmist said, God's greatness is beyond our searching or discovering because it is too great for us to know. What about Psalm 147? Great is our Lord, abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure, the psalmist tells us. So, we will never be able to measure or fully know the understanding of God. It's far too great for us to understand. So, even the Psalms tell us that we can know things about God, but we can never truly understand everything there is to know about Him. At the end of a long discussion on the history of God's great plan for redemption, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he then breaks forth into praise and listen to what he says. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and how inscrutable 
His ways. That's from Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Now, even though it's, we can never understand fully everything there is to know about God, we, we can never understand every single thing to know about God, we can know some things. For example, we'll never understand fully His greatness, one Psalm 145, His understanding, Psalm 147. We'll never understand His knowledge, Psalm 139. We'll never understand His riches or His wisdom or His judgments or even His ways, Romans 11, 33. All of these are beyond us, uh, beyond human understanding to fully know all of those things. Now, I know sometimes that frustrates people as pastor. I, I talk to different people and they're so frustrated. They want to know what God's doing and they want to know what He's up to and they want to, know, they want to be able to trace every aspect of His hand. And folks, you just can't. You'll never understand all that there is to know about God. For example, Isaiah 55, 9. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts. Uh, Job, Psalm, I mean rather, uh, Job chapter 26. Uh, but the thunder of His power, who can understand? How small a whisper do we hear of Him? And we're just getting a faint glimpse of who He is. And thus, we can know something about God's love and power and wisdom and so forth, but we can never know His love completely or exhaustively. We can never know His power exhaustively. We can never know His wisdom exhaustively. And in order to know any single thing about, about God exhaustively, we would have to know as He knows. We would have to be God ourselves. And we're not. So folks, be content with the fact that you will never understand fully God or what He knows or how He acts or His ways. Now, how, how do I apply that practically? Well, I, I, th I think the doctrine of God's incomprehensibility has, has, some, has some positive application for our lives. Uh, it, it means that we can never learn too much about God. Folks, you, you can always go to Sunday school. You can always read your Bible. You can always listen to sermons. You can study theology. You will never, ever learn all there is to know about God. You will never run out of things to learn about Him, new things to learn about Him. You, you will never tire in delighting of the discovery of His excellence and the greatness of His works. So let me ask you a question. Okay, we, we cannot understand everything fully about God on this earth. What about heaven? Will we be able to know everything there is to know about God in heaven? Well, a lot of theologians say, no, that His greatness, His unsearchability, His power is even too great for heaven to contain. And so some theologians say that, that they believe the Bible indicates that, that God's incomprehensibility 
is not due to our sinfulness. It's due to His infinite greatness. Now, in our last podcast, we saw that, that some people cannot see the existence of God because of their sinful nature, because of sinfulness. But the Bible never says that about God's knowability. Never says you can't know Him because you're sinful. It says you cannot know Him fully because you're finite. And He's infinite. Because He is great. So, it is because of God's infinite greatness we cannot fully under, understand Him. So, some theologians say for all eternity, we are going to be able to increasing in our knowledge of God and delighting ourselves more and more in Him as eternity rolls on. Because we will always be learning more and more and more of His greatness even in heaven. Wow, that's interesting to think about, isn't it? Paul says, Colossians 1.10, that we're continually increasing in the knowledge of God. So folks, our entire lives should be a growing in our knowledge of God and who He is and His greatness. Even though we spend time in Bible study and fellowship with God every day of our lives, there will always be more to learn about God and His relationship to us and His relationship to the world. I hope that you will be a lifelong learner. I hope it will be a lifelong habit of yours to have regular Bible study. That you will be a lifetime student of theology of knowing God. Theology is simply God talk. Theo, God, Lagos, Word, God, Word. Talking about God and learning about God. I hope that will be a lifelong exercise for you because you and I will never, ever be able to understand God fully. So, statement number one, in order for us to know God, He has got to reveal Himself to us. Number two, we will never fully understand everything there is to know about God. Just accept it. But here is statement number three. Even though we cannot know everything there is to know about God, we can know God. We can know Him truly. Even though we cannot know God exhaustively, we can know things, true things, about Him. In fact, all the Scripture tells us about God, all it tells us is true. It, whenever it says God is love, that's true. 1 John 4, 8. When it says God is light, that is true. 1 John 1, 5. It says God is spirit, that is accurate. John 4, 24. When it says God is just or righteous, that is correct. Romans 3.26. So to say this does not imply or require that we know everything about God, but it does know that we can know God. For example, I'm, I may tell you that I have a son. That's a true statement. I do. I have a son. Now, I don't know everything about my son. I don't even know everything about myself. But it is a true statement that I have a son. 
we have true knowledge of God from Scripture even though we do not have exhaustive knowledge of God from Scripture. And even more significantly, we know God Himself, not just facts about God. Wow, that's powerful. We know God Himself through Jesus Christ, not just facts about God. A while back in one of my sermons on Sunday, I, I gave the analogy of, of Tom Brady. I, I don't know Tom Brady. I know a lot of facts about him. Went to Michigan, played for New England, has won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, married a supermodel. I, I know a lot of facts about him, but I don't know him personally. And so to say that I know him personally would mean that I have some degree of personal relationship with him, and I do not. And there are a lot of people who have facts about God, but they do not know God Himself personally. But, but folks, through Jesus Christ, you can. You can know God Himself. And there are several scriptures that talk about that. I, I, want, you to, I want you to listen as I read Jeremiah 9, verses 23 and 24. And what that talks about revealing God him, uh, and, and knowing facts about God as He reveals it. Jeremiah says, Let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, declares the Lord. What a great passage from Jeremiah. If you're going to boast, boast in the fact that you know God. And so here God is saying that the source of our joy and the sense of importance that we have ought to come not from our own abilities or possessions, but from the fact that we know God. God. Jesus even prayed for that Himself in John 17, verse 3. And this is eternal life, Father, that they know You, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom You've sent. John said, 1 John 2, 13, I write to you children because you know the Father. And so the richness of the Christian life includes a personal relationship with God where we know God. More than just knowing facts about Him, we know Him. We speak to Him in prayer. He speaks to us through His Word. He draws us near to Himself. That's what James said, four, chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God, He will draw near to you. So we commune with Him in His presence we sing His praise. We are aware that He personally dwells among us and within us to bless us. And that's why Jesus made the promise in John 14, 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My Father will love him and he will come to him and make our home with him. So indeed, truly knowing God Himself which is what happens when we have a personal relationship with Jesus, 
that can be said to be the greatest of all the blessings of the Christian life. The knowability of God. Can we know God? Only if He reveals Himself, and He has. We can never understand everything fully about God, but yes, there are things we can know about Him and we can know Him personally ourselves. What a blessed people the Christian or Christians are. There is um, there's a song that uh, Graham Kendrick wrote, a temporary song that we have sung many times in our churches. It's in, simply entitled, Knowing You, All I Once Held Dear, Built My Life Upon, All This World Reveres and Wars to Own. All I Once Thought Gain, I've Counted Loss, Spent, and Worthless Now compared to his own. And I love the chorus. Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. You're my all. You're the best. You're my joy, my righteousness. And I love you, Lord. Oh, to know the power of your risen life and to know you in your sufferings, to become like you in your death, my Lord, so with you to live and never die. What a great privilege we have, not just to know that God exists, but to know God intimately in a personal way, even though we will never ever fully understand everything there is to know about Him. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for everyone who is listening to our podcast today. And God, I just pray that you will impress upon their heart and their spirit, the joy of knowing you. I pray for those who do not know you through Jesus Christ. They know facts about you, but they do not know you. Help them to realize you have revealed yourself to them. And God, even though we can't understand everything about you, we can know you and know things about you, aspects of your, of your character. So Father, thank you for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen.